Hello, love, and welcome to another episode of the Faith-Based Storyteller Show, where we sharpen and encourage one another in Christ by sharing our story, our testimony, what God has allowed us to experience in life. I'm your host, Michaela Robertson, and thank you for joining me for another day, another week, another Tuesday, Testimony Tuesday, that is, and another opportunity to walk in the Lord's will for our lives. Now, I'm super excited because today's story, today's testimony comes from a woman who was helping teen moms and beyond. Uh, Not only is she the founder of Teen Moms 2 and Beyond, but Roberta Axum is a former uh, nurse. She is an educator. She is an encourager. She is a cheerleader. She is a woman of God. And she has a powerful story, an amazing testimony on how God has brought her beyond the circumstances that she endured or encountered in her youth. Um, Roberta's testimony is one that doesn't just reach those who are going through situations like being a teen mom, but it expands across all board borders when it comes to um, anyone who may be experiencing a setback, anyone who may be experiencing um, trials of any kind, anyone who may just be seeking more of the Lord or wanting to move beyond what they currently see, their current uh, situation, their current environment. Moving beyond is so much more than just taking the next best step. It's really trusting in God, surrendering our will to his will and allowing the Lord to guide us and lead us into what that next step is. And he has done that for Roberta. And I cannot wait for you to hear her story. So without further ado, here is my sister, my friend, my auntie and a woman who I am cheering on, Roberta Axum. I am so excited to have you here. I'm super excited to dive into your story, to see where the Lord is kind of drawing you in life right now. But first, I, I've read your bio. The people know the, the backstory of who you are. But can you tell the people who you really are? Because we need to know. <laughs> and I'm glad you all want to know. I am Roberta Axon. I'm an educator, almost 20 years, registered nurse, over 30 years. I am a mentor, I am a transformational leader, and I am the founder of Teen Moms to Beyond. Yes, I love it. Now, Roberta, it's so interesting how you have so many different so many different titles, so many different positions that you are balancing, but I really want to know how you went from nurse to educator to helping teen moms. Like these are three different avenues that you wouldn't necessarily assume would be someone's journey. But the fact that God has put you on this path is amazing. Can you tell us a little bit about where it first started? Tell us your story. Well, actually being a teen mom, um, I became a mother at the age of 15. And of course, from that time of the shame, the fear, the pain of, and the trauma of all of that, because there are over 7.3 million teenagers that get pregnant each year around the world. And so we tend to focus a lot on the teen mom, the teen mom, the baby, the baby. And I had the support. So that was important for me to understand the importance of having support early on. So I was able to go to LPN school, go to back to school to become a professional registered nurse. And then I heard the call. Mm-hmm. I heard the call that I was to teach the children. 
Now, mind you, at the time, Michaela, I didn't like anybody's child but my own. <laughs> I didn't like anybody's children now because I just felt like I have enough here. I've been a mother for a while. Mm -hmm. And so, but of course, being obedient, I answered the call to teach back in 2003. Okay. And when I tell you it was the best job, best assignment, best answering to the call that I've ever, because even in the transition of being a nurse, I was never fully satisfied. I didn't feel fulfilled. I mean, I worked in okay. long-term care. I worked in acute care. I worked in hospice. I worked in home health. I worked in dialysis. So I was trying out the different, different positions in nursing, but I was really never fully satisfied. And so I finished the book, The Purpose Driven Life. And when I tell you, God put me on a path that I never thought I would be on. And that was to teach the children, to mm -hmm. teach the generations. Because, of course, it starts with educating a child, educating a family. Mm -hmm. And so it's it's been awesome these past 18, 19 years. Wow. I absolutely love it. What I find interesting is that you talked about how you had support and now you have become the support. So not only did the Lord bless you with the support that you needed, but he placed you in a position to bless others with what he has given you. Can you talk about the importance of support and how that kind of got you through your challenges of being a teen mom and how that kind of opened up doors for you once you were able to step into your God-given gifts? And I think sometimes with teen moms, we, you know, we didn't know, like, I didn't know I needed that support. I just knew that I didn't want to be a statistic. Mm -hmm. And I had a registered nurse that cared for me that night that I had my son. She had a daughter my age. And I just, I felt the, the connection. I felt that I didn't have to stay here. I felt that people were going to reach for me if I was able to reach for them. Mm -hmm. And so just making that decision alone, because of I'm a product also of teen mother. You know, be, you know, my mom had me at 16. I had my son at 15. So being a product, I felt the, the I guess, I'm not going to say backlash, but I felt the pain of my mom and being incomplete not completing high school, not being able to make decisions for herself, but she was making decisions for me and her. And so I never wanted my son to feel that. So I knew that I had to do more, not just for myself, but for him. And so just, I think just positioning myself to ask for the help, to tell people what I wanted, because when I saw the nurse taking care of me, I said, this is what I think I need to do because of the way she supported me and she mm -hmm. helped me. And she didn't make me feel guilty about my untimely choice of being a teen mom. Because I think sometimes, of course, it's different nowadays, but back then in the 80s, when you were pregnant, it's like you were looked at like you had leopard, mm -hmm. you know, like you were leper leprosy like you had leprosy and so I just did not want to take that to into being a mom I wanted to do something different I wanted to be somebody more for my child and so I knew that that would require more than just me doing it alone amen amen it's interesting that you do say that like the, the times have changed because nowadays you have literally shows on tv called teen mom where it it's just a different time, a different generation. Absolutely. 
with the glamorization of teen moms and early pregnancy, um, how have you seen working with teen moms, your program, Teen Moms to Beyond, how have you seen the impact on today's society on the generations today? Like I'm a millennial and I'm just going to say these kids under me, I don't know. Like I always tell my brothers and sisters the last good year was 93 because after that, I don't know what, I don't know what's wrong with these kids, but it just seems like there is, as you mentioned, a glamorization of a lifestyle that they don't necessarily know what goes into. And so exactly. they don't understand. And so being they a don't teacher, understand that yes. deposit into yes. the you know, that's a big weight. That's a big weight. And for me, Michaela, I actually want to take them on the journey from teen mom to beyond. So because when I look at teen moms, and even for me, I had the support. But mm -hmm. what about when the child, you know, of course, my son, I had at 15. So by the time I'm graduating from high school, it's like 18, 19. So he's three, four, five years of age, right? Mm -hmm. So what happens once the child starts pre-K or once I graduate from high school? Where's the support? Because mm -hmm. sometimes that support is hovering when the baby is in utero. But then once the child get out, making sure the child is fed, making sure, okay, they're okay, next. Mm -hmm. on to the next teen mom but then that teen mom can become stuck because now it like you said it was glad it's being glamorized mm -hmm. but then this is a life mm -hmm. this is a life and how do I rear and steer this child and I'm being still reared and steered in life or either don't know how to rear and steer myself mm -hmm. and so you get those generations the is sometimes the brokenness within myself or within a team mom where we didn't develop you got that arrested development mm -hmm. to where you can't give what you don't have and so this is where my organization this is where I am in the business of supporting the former team mom so you're right. 18 19 20 21 but you're still trying to figure out how am I going to take care of myself because now I have a child to to bring into the you know to continue to teach and love and nurture in his or, sh or her life. But then I got to figure out my life. I can't, mm -hmm. can I go to college? Can I go to a technical school? Do I need mm -hmm. to go to work? How many jobs will I need? Is public assistance available? You know, the father is there or not absentee parents or mother. If the, if the man is, you know, have the child and the woman says, listen, I had this baby because you wanted me to have it. Now here, you, you know, because again, the mentality there. So there are a lot of dynamics in the beyond. I got pregnant. I had the child. Now, what is my beyond? Beyond a statistic, beyond my mindset, beyond the paycheck, beyond high school. So we need more. We need more support. But again, sometimes we don't know what that support looked like or who that support is. So this is where for me as an educator, as well as a healthcare professional, mm -hmm. as well as a transformational leader, I can understand and be that guide, be that resource, be that support for the ones that are figuring it out or need that support to figure it out. Hmm. Amen. I'm curious, what does beyond mean to you personally? Beyond to me, Michaela, it means that I didn't get stuck in my past because God didn't allow me to. 
-hmm. He didn't allow me. So let's go beyond that choice, that untimely choice. Because one thing for me that I I will always say, children are not mistakes. Yes, mm -hmm. they could be unplanned. They could be untimely, but they're not a mistake. You know, when I was told or people are told you were a mistake, I shouldn't have had you. Yeah, you know, th that that hurts. That's pain there. That's a that's a target or dart right there because when we say that, it was a choice. Yeah. It was a it's always a choice. So for me, it was an untimely choice. I chose to sleep with this person, have sexual intercourse with this person, and I was impregnated. Mm -hmm. And so not understanding my body, that's why as an educator, I made sure I hit that reproductive system that I taught them, you know, what it means, what your fallopian tubes mean to mm -hmm. you. What are the ovaries for the purpose? What's the vagina? So having these conversations, because again, me being a 14 year old getting pregnant, I didn't understand what I was doing, but mm -hmm. I said, yes. So what does that yes mean? So that beyond that, yes, that beyond that choice, that yeah. beyond the stigma you know, or the statistic beyond. It's so much bigger than the teen mom. So Absolutely. yes, teen moms, but where are we going to? Absolutely. And you are absolutely right because 14, you're barely out of menstruation. You don't even know what's going on with your body for yourself. I remember being 14 and thinking that I was broken. <laughs> but I completely understand. This is such a powerful conversation, Roberta. And I really want to know what it was like for you to lean on the Lord during your times of becoming a mother. Like, how did God prepare you for motherhood, even if you were being prepared as you were mothering? For me, he prepared me to learn how to trust. Because when you don't have, you know, when we have education, when we have the good paying salary, when we have all the things, the resources, but we don't have the source. Hmm. So for me to understand and to trust and lean on him, trust in the Lord with all of my heart, all of it, not some of it, and lean not to my own understanding. Because Michaela, I didn't have no understanding <laughs> at 14, 15 <laughs> Mm -hmm. So I had to lean to him so that I would continue to acknowledge he blessed my womb. He mm -hmm. blessed and, and gave me the fruit of it. It was a healthy child, even though I did not have prenatal care. Mm -hmm. So then he was going to direct me. He was directing the path of me being and desiring to be a good mother. I wanted to be different. I wanted things to change for myself as well as for my son. So I had to trust on him, trust in him. That was the only way. Amen. Um, I love that you leaned on God for trust because in hearing your story and hearing that your mother was a teen mom and then you became a teen mom, I know that many would think, okay, generational curse. So how do you necessarily Absolutely. break that curse in the bloodline? Like, how did the Lord lead you to break that curse? Because your son is beyond teenage years at this point, And I haven't seen any pictures of a baby coming from him. So what are yeah, the spiritual what, steps that you kind of took to break that? I have two sons. My oldest is 37, the one I had at 15. So he's 37. And my youngest actually turned 22 on yesterday. So we're all 15 years apart. 
Oh, wow. <laughs> had, you know, 15 years apart, got pregnant, you know, had a son at 15, had another son at 30. So, mm -hmm. but yes, first and foremost, it's to acknowledge the awareness because mm -hmm. sometimes our actions just continue in a perpetual cycle because we don't want to look in the mirror. We don't want to do the mirror ministry. We blame it on everybody else. It's mm -hmm. baby Nam, it's JJ Nam, it's AA Nam, whoever Nam. Mm -hmm. And so when are you going to look at you, Nam? Mm -hmm. So I was willing to look at me, Nam. <laughs> I was looking in the mirror at myself and not liking who I was because I knew I was still growing and I felt like I was robbing my son. So I had those conversations, those destiny dialogues to where we were able to say, this is not something that I'm proud of, but I love you. We're going to make it. Mm -hmm. And we're still talking about the scars even now, like when the triggers are there and we have our conversations, I'm not ashamed to have those conversations with him. I'm not ashamed to admit and apologize. Those are the two A's that we don't want to do sometimes, admit or acknowledge and then apologize because mm -hmm. we're still here. We're breathing. So to understand this is a curse. This happened to my mom, but it won't happen to my children. And so I am grateful that my son graduated from high school, both of them without having a baby. They didn't have a mm -hmm. child at the age of 15, 16, 17, 18, 19, you know, so they got past the teen years. And so I'm so grateful for that. But it was because of the conversations being willing to talk about what people sometimes don't want to talk about mm -hmm. and the offense of the walls and the borders that we put up around our hearts and our mind when we don't want to transition from that place. Mm -hmm. You know, that place was a place of destitute in my mind because I, I couldn't go any further than where I could see myself go. So when I made the choice to move beyond that, I, I couldn't leave my son back there. I had to bring him mm -hmm. in the conversation and then being able to live out loud so he could see this is what happens when you have a child young. Because even when I had my, my second son, I was like, this is your baby too. You're going to help me feel about him. <laughs> even though I was 30. And of course he was 15 at the time because I had him when he was in high school. And so he's like, mom, I don't want, I don't want to do, you know. So I was like, yeah, this is what I had to endure with my choice. Mm -hmm. <laughs> so it was always teachable moments. I use every moment to teach both of them and to be willing to listen when they had concerns. And then just to really share my journey. I think I've been so open with my story more recently, but still along the way they know me it's not like social media knows me more than my own children or my own family my husband and my children but I think that's how we break the curses we have to be willing to see them yeah. yes I see the curses but they will not hold me in bondage I will be free for yes. who the sun sets free is free, free indeed, indeed. Jesus mm -hmm. came to set the captives free so if I'm in captivity with these curses then I know the savior and I know he has the key to mm -hmm. unlock if I'm willing to move beyond my past if I'm willing to move beyond where I am right now the mindset because again mm -hmm. sometimes people get stuck 
like where it's always been like this it's, it's just gonna have to be like this mm -hmm. and we talk ourselves out of the blessings and so we know the opposite of the blessings curses mm -hmm. and so you attract what you say you'll have what you say I always believe for more Michaela and when he was teaching me how to be a mother how to nurture when I wasn't nurtured see and that's the thing when people say well I couldn't do this because I didn't have and I didn't know well I know someone who knows everything he's omniscient amen. and so let's go amen amen let's go let's go Roberta <laughs> Let's, let's go. go, Jesus. Yes, amen. Speaking of let's go, Roberta, you're known as the cheerleader. You are literally known as the cheerleader for who, whoever the Lord leads in your path. I am curious, where did this spirit for celebration come from? Because knowing your story and what you've been through, some people would allow that to not necessarily put them in the forefront, but you celebrate not only your uh, your outcomes, your triumphs, but you celebrate the outcome of your students. I've seen you with your pom-poms and your students. I've seen you in coaching programs with your pom-poms. Like, where did the spirit of celebration come from? Oh, and Michaela, I retired my pom-poms recently, girl. I retired them, really? girl. Yes, because, you know, God has just allowed me to use my voice and my presence. Mm. So it's no longer to hide behind the pom-poms. I... I, I, I truly, the re, the re, the way the pom-pom started is that I tried out for cheerleading in high school, junior high, I can't remember when, but anyway, I didn't make the team. Oh. <laughs> rejection, rejection. Got it. I didn't make the team. And so I just made a decision really early on in life that I was going to be optimistic. Mm -hmm. I was not going to look at my life as ha the glass as half empty but it was half full was, I was going to be full and full of what I got to cho I got to choose that yes. I could choose joy I could choose hope I could choose love I could choose faith I could choose excitement and cheering and all of that I get I get to choose that mm -hmm. and so that's really where the cheerleading came I've always been a positive person I mean even with my childhood if I were to share things from my childhood people would just be shocked the ones that I attended school with because my childhood, it was rough. I mean, it was rough and I love my mom. And I always say people do the best they can do with what, what they, they have. have. Yep. And so it is my goal in life is to make sure that every generation gets better and we become more aware of how we need to, you know, build our legacy and leave it. So that is my legacy of really being a, a person that cheers because again it's so much negativity that goes on backbiting jealousy envy and it's like lord you are bigger than this it's enough for yes. everybody yes it's enough it's like it's so much and that's how we're gonna do especially as a believer you're believing for something that's not yours but well i see it is if they have theirs then mine is coming so Come let on. me celebrate and let me honor them let me honor them and honor what God is doing for them, in them, through them, because mine is on the way. So I've always been one to celebrate. I mean, way back as a little girl looking up because my mom was pessimistic. And I, you know, when I learned the words, the difference, mm -hmm. the anonyms and the synonyms, I was like, I 
want to be optimistic. And I probably was about five or six when I said it. I didn't even know, you know, learning. I said, when I grow up, I'm going to be optimistic. And, you know, again, you'll have what you say. Mm-hmm. And so when my husband and I did a podcast interview last year, and it took me, I mean, it took me to tears when the person was interviewing us because he said to the person, he said, she wakes up like this every day. And, you know, for someone that sleeps with me to say that in the airwaves, because I wasn't expecting that, you know, what we do and who we are, that's who we are. But when he said that, you know, that was one thing that he really loved about me, the consistency in getting up. Because again, Michaela, we woke up, we woke up, we're breathing, we don't have Mm -hmm. oxygen, you know, and for those, I've been a nurse, I've seen the first breath and I've seen the last breath being a nurse you know but what about the middle it's like when they talk about the dash yeah are you gonna focus what are you gonna focus on so I have to focus on the good things when I don't you know receive the news that I wanted okay Lord let me sit with this and I'm honest God I'm angry but I need you to heal my heart I need you to work through my heart and I'm not gonna get stuck there again because it's all about the beyond for me it's about the beyond. We got to get beyond that, beyond the generational curses, beyond mute, being on mute and yes. not talking about the things that we need to talk about. Yes. Let's press play. We can press pause if it's too much, but let's at least press play so we can hear the voices of the generations before us, before they leave us. And then we still Mm -hmm. wondering the questions and trying to figure out and put the puzzle pieces together. And, oh, Monem didn't say that. They didn't tell us that. I mean, because even like that, I had a, um, a, my student intern recently, she's with me training to be an educator. And I'm so proud of her, but her mom stopped by. And every day when we go on lunch, I'll turn the lights out. And I said, I want you to understand this. Whatever minutes you have, I need you to unplug. Mm -hmm. I need you to be focused on you. Center on you. Relax. Don't be thinking about the students during this time. So I turn the lights off on her and I go out the room. I give her her time for her lunch. So when her mom visited, her mom told her, she said, I do the same thing. She never knew that. She never, Hmm. she said, mom, you didn't tell me that you did that. But it was just, that was just so beautiful for me because again, sometimes we miss those moments Mm -hmm. of sharing the things that bring us even closer together, that connection. Mm -hmm. And so I I just think that it's important to continue the conversations and not be afraid to speak our hearts and our mind, but do it in honor and respect in reverence of someone don't you know well let me tell you know don't come with the rolling of the yeah when things upset like my children they could always say mom I don't like it when you and I said oh I apologize well I you know you need to hurry and talk because most of the time they tell me I'm cutting them off when they're talking so you know just being willing mm-hmm. <laughs> being willing to listen I think we have two ears and one mouth for a reason I really think that what about you Michaela you think we he gave us two ears, one mouth for a reason. I mean, he also said, be quick to listen and slow to speak. Slow so, to speak. I mean, not slow only do we have two ears and one mouth, but we got instructions on how to use them. How to use it. And it's up to us to use it. 
Hey there, Storyteller. I just want to interrupt this episode really quick to let you know that Faith Audio Network is now open. Faith Audio Network is our community for storytellers like you, storytellers who listen to podcasts like this, storytellers who know they have a voice and they know that God has given them a powerful gift to be able to go out and speak for him, to give him glory. So if you know that you are interested in joining a community that is going to hold you accountable, that is going to pray with you, that is going to intercede on your behalf, and that's going to sharpen your faith, this is the community for you. To learn more and to register, please visit faithaudionetwork.com. That's faithaudionetwork.com. Roberta, I absolutely love your story. I love your infectious energy, your personality, your spirit and love for Christ. You talk about the power of moving beyond and you recently um, have, I don't know if you're finished yet, but you are working through a graduate program. So what is beyond for you in this season of your life right now? Michaela, why'd you have to bring it up? (laughs) You know, I love to laugh. Girl, when I tell you I am a MRSA bear, I'm so proud to be in this program. I'm, I'll graduate in December, but it, I'm going to be honest, finishing the coaching programs under my chief coach, Patrice mm-hmm. Cunningham Washington, I didn't think I could do some of the things that I'm doing or since I left those pro- coaching programs. I did not think I could do a graduate program, Michaela. Mm-hmm. I mean- I believe, but I didn't believe. It's kind of mm-hmm. like when um, Mary said, I believe, but help my unbelief, Lord. Mm-hmm. And that's the thing. It's like sometimes we have those midwives in our lives to push us mm-hmm. so that we can go through and do those things that God has waiting on the other side for us. So ed- educational leader, you know, I that's, he's always called me a leader because of the impact and the influence that he has gifted me with mm-hmm. and it's always gonna be where I just I don't know I feel that I have to invest in others I, I, I I'm intentional about checking in and investing in others because that's the legacy like people will remember and I love Maya this quote has been in my classroom since I've been a teacher they won't remember what you say or do but they will remember how you make them feel. Mm -hmm. And that is so key for me. Even in this program, my cohort, I mean, it's just amazing. And then I'm in a CTAE lead because I love CTAE. That's my heart. Um, And because CTAE saved my life as a teen mother, when I went into the health occupations, it was called health occupations course in high school at the time. And I didn't know that I was going to end up teaching, which is now called healthcare science. So students that want to go into healthcare, they take my class. It's an elective. So they choose to come with me. I don't know why sometimes some of them in there, but (laughs) I'm like, your mama made you take this class. But I love on them and I release them as God releases me to release them into their purpose in life. Because I tell them, I said, no matter what, Healthcare is going to be your best friend. You cannot avoid it. So it doesn't matter if you become a healthcare professional, you will be knowledgeable about healthcare. So just, you know, being on that journey and Michaela, I can't remember what the question was, honey. I'm just on my little rabbit trail here. You were good. You pretty much answered our question. 
But I was answering your question because I'm just enjoying the conversation with you. Absolutely. Absolutely. You answered the question. And I just, I love your story. I love your story about the power of beyond, a power of moving beyond. Because I feel like with the circumstances you've been through, so many people get stuck where they were. And they are repeating those generational cycles. Mm -hmm. And they are casting down the same word hurts and the same attitudes and the same interactions that were given to them as children. And they're not going out here and even thinking about pouring into the youth. Like you talked about, you wasn't trying to be with nobody's kids, but your own. And now here you are not only having your own courses that kids are signing up for to take as an elective, but you are moving beyond and getting educated even more so that you can help even more people and invest in others. Like I absolutely love what the Lord has done in your life and how he took you as a teen mom beyond what it is that you thought was possible at 14, 15 years old. Like God is so good. He is. Don't get me started. You're going to get me sidetracked. <laughs> He is so good. And, you know, even with my story, John 4, when he talks about the Samaritan woman mm -hmm. and girl, I get full because I think about when she says, come see a man that told me everything that I ever did. And that's me. That's me. Mm -hmm. And to be able to testify and to be bold enough to tell my story because there's someone that needs to hear it. You know, mm -hmm. stop the blaming. Stop the shaming. It's time to step out beyond the shame, beyond the blame, beyond the anger, the resentment, the bitterness, beyond that. And let's move on into your purpose. And so I just thank God so much. I mean, I'm so grateful. Even teaching, I said, God, you trust me with your children, with the seed. Mm -hmm. You trust me because I don't just teach. I touch. I mm -hmm. touch them when I release them, I, I cover them in prayer. I love them. And sometimes they, they don't even know what that looks like. And mm -hmm. so I, it's, it's big for me, Michaela. It's such a big deal. It's such a big assignment when he called me to teach. And it was amazing because the principal that hired me as well as my mentor now, she, she was my, she's my mentor many years, but she was in the classroom and God was speaking to both of them at the same time. Like I walked up to the door and God showed me my name on the door where her name was. He showed me my oh, wow. name. And when I tell you, she was asking me, she said, what is God saying to you about this classroom? What is he? And girl, I was like, I'm not going to tell you God showed me my name on your door. <laughs> I can't tell you that. I'm not so trying to take your job. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And so it was like one Sunday night. I never forget. She was, I didn't know all of this, but she was transferring because she wanted to work with special needs students in healthcare. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And started, she was starting a program for the special needs for them to take healthcare science. And the principal, God had spoken to him. That's your teacher. That's your teacher. So it was just amazing that the confirmation when he was speaking to me, he was speaking to them at the same time. And we were able to share that. And so now mm -hmm. it's just amazing what he does through me because I'm his co-laborer. Mm -hmm. I get to partner with him. I get to teach and touch the lives of his children, whether they believe in him or not. I believe in him. And Absolutely. so I allow my light to shine so that they can see who he is in my life. And so it's such an honor that he trusts me. It, mm -hmm. I mean, that that's big for me. 
And, and I get up and I drive a distance to go to work. But when he's called me to a place, I'm going to be obedient. I surrender my will, my choices to work in different districts or be at a certain place or, you know, like they say, have a nursing license. I can mm -hmm. pretty much say, hey, I don't want to do this anymore. And I tell my students that I said, I want you all to always have options because mm -hmm. it makes you feel good about what you do when you have options. Yes. And when you have choices, that's important for me to teach them that you do your part, work hard so that you can have options where you live, where you work and what you do, what you contribute in the earth. Amen. Roberta, I could sit here and talk to you all day. I have three ending questions that I want to wrap this interview with. But before I get to them, um, I am drawn to the Isaiah 11, two on your back wall. And I don't know why, I don't know if it's because I need to open up my Bible and study it, or if it's because you have a word that you're going to deliver, but what is up with Isaiah 11 and two? Cause I've been sitting here staring at it the entire interview and I am wondering and I, you why. Know what? This, and I, this is my prayer room, Michaela. Amen. This is my prayer room. Amen. So, I am beginning to write my scriptures on the wall. It's going to be a slow process because I want to marinate with them. But Isaiah 11 and 2, and the spirit of the Lord shall rest upon him, the spirit of wisdom and understanding, the spirit of counsel and might, the spirit of knowledge and of the fear of the Lord. And so understanding whenever I go and do anything, this is what I want God to allow to rest upon me. I need the counsel. I need the wisdom. I need the understanding. I need the knowledge and I need the fear of him. So that's the uh, Isaiah 11 and two. And it looks like it's that for is, you. it is for me. I was going to say, it looks like that's what I need to study. Cause I'm sitting here like, why do I keep looking at this scripture? Like, I'm like, pay and then attention. I have prophetic <laughs> words over here, you know, where I've received my prophetic words and things. So you pray into those. You know, when you get your prophetic words. So I have those printed out and I have them here so I can, um, you know, pray into them. So I just moved them over so it wouldn't be all that over here. I'm curious because I do not consider myself a prophet, but, and I also don't know if I operate in a prophetic gift. I know that I have been given dreams. Okay. I think I told you that. You, you did. did. I don't know why, because I'm like, I don't know. I've been given dreams and I've been given signs, but the difference in, let's just talk about educating ourselves. The difference in being a prophet and understanding a prophetic gift is not something that I have educated myself in. So how have you prepared yourself in that? Like, because I was you looking around at my books, but I have some downstairs um, about the prophetic but yeah, I, it's it's the studying what you said first and foremost. Always the word of God. Mm -hmm. You know what does He say about the prophets and who are the prophets that are speaking on His behalf? And so you're praying into you know when you get the words. Like I said, when I get my prophetic words and and most of the prophetic words that I've received, I've walked in them, and some of them I'm walking in right now. And so just really allowing Him because. Being a vessel of honor, being a vessel to where he can pour into us whatever he needs. Because it's really not about a title. I have so many titles, Michaela. I really do, in ministry. But it doesn't matter because I am the servant of the Most High God. Mm -hmm. And so being able to operate in the prophetic, being able to operate in the apostolic, being able to operate as an evangelist. Because again, you're evangelizing right now. 
you know, with mm -hmm. the podcast. So we don't get caught up in the fivefold gifts. We get caught up in the gift giver. Amen. The one who gives the gift. That's who we're focused on. So Lord, if, and, and before I come on, anoint me to be your mouthpiece. Let yeah. me speak. Let me hear. Let me see you and whatever it is you want me to do. And Michaela as well. So this is being able to surrender the gift to the gift giver so he can use it however he see fit. So I never get caught up in the labels. When people say that to you, if you keep hearing it, study it. Ask him, okay. take it back to Holy Spirit. Holy Spirit, teach me. He is the best teacher. You know this. Mm -hmm. Best counsel. Best wisdom. Best guide, leader, all of the above. Best friend. Mm -hmm. So when you sit with him, I promise you he'll... Because I've been where you, you know, seeking like, Lord, even teaching or prophesying or inter interceding as a as a one woman of prayer, woman of faith. Mm -hmm. God, what is it that you need from me today? Surrender it. Cause you, you, you definitely um you're gonna have midwives that will come to help birth you. That you you're gonna have them because what you're carrying, it has to be protected. And so we don't want it aborted or miscarried. So as you continue to chase, and I hear, you know, some of your interviews and people conversations that you have in the past, I've listened, you know, enough to your, and you're chasing, you're seeking. Mm -hmm. He's never going to fail you. He's going to reveal. As long as we keep chasing and seeking, he's going to keep on revealing more and more. It's so interesting and I'm excited for your journey. I really am. Cause you, you're witnessing. This is, this is so needed. I love even when I before I knew what the your Proverbs 27 for mm -hmm. the scripture that you use for this. I, I already knew when I saw iron wifey, I knew what it meant, you know? Mm -hmm. And so we gotta get to where we're able to sharpen. So if my if my iron is dull, I can't sharpen yours. Mm -hmm. And so when you come and I come together, we're able back and forth. That's a beyond. Mm. that's a beyond right there yeah absolutely well I have definitely been sharpened by you today and I appreciate you for Likewise. sharpening me I appreciate you for sharpening me I'm I'm so blessed by this conversation uh Roberta before I let you go I like to end each interview with the same three questions you can just let me know the first thing that comes to mind that cool with you absolutely Okay, so question number one, what does it mean to you to be about your father's business? What does it mean to me to be about my father's business? <laughs> I think about Jesus when he said, lady, I must be about my father's business. I just think not being distracted and to remain focused because I think that sometimes we, we, we may say this is my father's business, but it's really not. We didn't mm -hmm. seek him first. We didn't ask him, is it his business? Mm -hmm. So not to be distracted and to be focused and surrendered in what he wants, not what I want. Like I said, I would have never, I wouldn't have never talked. And even with Teen Moms to Beyond, I would have never done this. I wouldn't, I never, never, ever, ever. I wouldn't have never done this. So just being able to focus, not, not be distracted and do what he tells me to do by seeking him and asking him what is it that he wants for me to do not just assuming amen i love it by asking for support asking for support but also guidance in that support 
Mm -hmm. I'm here for it. Uh, Question number two, what are you grateful for in this season of your life? Oh, my favorite words, Michaela, are grace and gratitude. I, I, I thank God for grace and I know what it feels like, looks like, so I'm able to give it. Gratitude, Mm -hmm. I'm grateful for him in my life. I'm grateful that he chose me, that he knows me, that he loves me, that he protects me. I'm grateful for everything. Grateful for this conversation that, you know, he will interrupt our lives and and connect us. And so I, I you you just have to remain in a posture of gratitude. That's how you get more. You get more of him. Mm-hmm. You get more with him when you're grateful. So I'm truly just grateful for his presence in my life and that he trusts me with the things that he's entrusting me with. Amen. How are you, Roberta, sharpening the women in your life? I think I sharpen, well, I don't think I know that I sharpen other women by supporting them and by being authentic, being who I was born to be. So they get to see me. And then I'm even in them seeing me, I can support them as well and them being them. So that's because again, iron sharpens iron. So if I'm authentic and I am genuinely me, then they get to see that and they're able to be genuinely them. And then we can sharpen each other, our gifts and skills and talents. We can continue to sharpen each other. So I think that's how I sharpen in fact, let me stop saying think. I know that I sharpen mm-hmm. other women. But... That is absolutely, I will second that, how you sharpen other women. Roberta, thank you so much for your time. Thank you for thank your you obedience. For your like, thank you for your gifts. Thank you for not giving up on the Lord or yourself. Even, even against all odds, like you still trusted in God and he continues to push you beyond. And I am he so He didn't give up on me, Michaela. He didn't give up on me. Right. That part. (laughs) And he never will because he says he will never leave us nor forsake us. So thank you so much, Roberta. You are appreciated. All right, loves. I really hope you enjoyed that episode. If you want to connect with Roberta, please make sure you visit the description box below. All of her links will be listed there. But I'm just so blessed by Roberta. I am blessed by her spirit. I am blessed by the woman of God who that she is. Um, and I was so blessed by the fact that she had Isaiah 11 and 2 written on her wall behind her. Like that really, I'm not going to say it distracted me, but that really took me back because I kept staring at the scripture and I didn't know why. So I feel like that is a sign for us to dive into that word. Make sure you tune in on Friday. We'll be diving into Isaiah 11 and 2 because I want to study this. I want to get to know what it means. I want to know how it applies to our lives. So shout out to you, Roberta, for giving us this push to dive further into that word. But thank you so much for tuning into this episode. Thank you for allowing me to introduce you guys to Roberta, for you to hear her story, her heart, her testimony, and everything that she is doing, not just for teen moms, but for everyone in her life where she is helping them move beyond that that situation that they're going through. You know, it was teen moms as a nurse and um, a healthcare worker. It's helping them move beyond their health circumstances. As a teacher, as an educator, it's helping them move beyond um, their current education or their knowledge. Like Roberta is doing amazing work and I highly encourage you guys to go and support her in all the ways that you can. 
If this podcast episode resonated with you and you want more people to know about it or you want to share it, please feel free, share, like, subscribe, rate, review, comment. It means so much. And the more that we share, the more that we put out there, the more other faith-based storytellers we can bring into this community, into this circle of love, of trust, of prayer, of storytelling. And so please, please like this podcast, subscribe, rate, review. It means the world. And until next time, you guys, always remember that God loves you and so do I. I'll talk to you in the next episode. Bye.